Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. We are so excited that you're tuning in today. It's me, Kaylee, here with Leif Hetland. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast like this together. Um, For the past several weeks, Leif has had lots of epic guest speakers on, but I am very, very excited about today's podcast because we're going to share with you all a really incredible opportunity um, that you can opt into that is going to give you exponential growth in this season. But Leif, how are you doing? It's, it's a crazy season. Uh, it is a crazy season. And uh, so we've just been on a long, long journey. I think this uh, last 18 months has felt like uh, you first had a Friday moment, but it feels like we've had an 18 months Saturday before Sunday is coming. That's how it feels like. And of course, for me, it's been very, my heart has been heavier about Afghanistan, uh, that region of the world that for the last 26 years uh, has been so much part of my calling and heart. So in the middle of everything that's going on, I do have peace and just uh, going deeper into the heart of God. And and again, in the middle of all the questions, uh, looking at the face of God for answers. Yeah. Amen. How have you been spending your time? I know we've got, it's product launch season for us here at the office, but you've also been tied up in a lot of external projects because the world is in chaos from an external point of view. So what have you been, what have you been doing in this season? I think it's a little bit combination. Um, uh, Yeah, we have been involved in, I finished a book that now is on its way to its publishing house called The Love Awakening that we look forward to release over cities and nations next year in March. But then also we've been in the process and we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, but I've realized the invitation of God is to raise up some ambassadors of love. And I've used the last 18 months of something that's been on my heart since 2013, but it was able to have the margins to, to put together the tools that is needed so that we can actually now blow the trumpet, calling in the ambassadors of love that can represent heaven on earth. Then I'm on a physical challenge, just wanted to get healthy, to get ready for what God is doing next. So I've been in the clarity of uh, just uh, finding out, God, what are you doing? What time are we living in? And how do I even involve myself in it? And then how do I bring other people into what you are doing, God, and what you are blessing? Because I realized so many of us were being so distracted about what God is not doing, and even more distracted by what the devil is doing, that we somehow are losing out on what God is doing, what God is up to, and then our invitation to join him. So I feel that personal, I've been going deeper into the heart of God. I've been getting healthier in many different ways. And I just feel I've been in a, a pruning season, and the purpose of the pruning is so I can bear more fruit for the next season. Yeah, amen. Um, today, we're going to be talking about something you just said. Um how to become an ambassador of love, or am I called to be an ambassador of love? This is something that if you are following Leif, you have likely either read it in one of his books, or you have heard a message with him talking about this. It was in Pakistan where he was really, it was before Pakistan that he was giving this title ambassador of love. And Leif, you are so welcome to share the history of that title in your own life. Um, But it was in Pakistan recently that really it was kind of trumpeted to the nation that you're an ambassador of love to the nation. Um, And 
there's this like really cool thing happening in your life where you're wanting to disciple as many people as possible. This is your calling to raise up people to be ambassador of ambassadors of love to the nations. And I know that, you know, in the gospel, we are commanded to be ambassadors of Christ. So from your perspective, can you quickly give a history of that ambassador of love uh, title? Yeah, in 2009, I was doing a healing school with uh, Dr. Randy Clark and Bill Johnson at Central Hall in Southampton, England. And somebody had told me that Judith Franklin, who was Bill Johnson's personal assistant, that she uh, had prayed for them and they had a major encounter with Jesus that changed their life. So when I heard that and I saw Judith Franklin there, she has been a friend for years as, as, as I've been around Bill Johnson. So I just asked Bill, would it be okay if I asked Judith? during one of the breaks just to pray for me and uh, bill said sure and i talked to judith franklin and we went up to this room and she started to pray for me to have a fresh encounter and as i was there i had this vision kind of open vision experience where i just came into this park walked up to the right i can still see the pathway today sat on a park bench there was a waterfall behind just having this vision and then this person was coming towards me later on i realized it was jesus I just couldn't see his face. And he sat on the bench and he says, Leif, you were about to ask me something. And as soon as he said that, I felt like there was hundreds of questions. Why didn't I get healed? Why did I have a broken neck? Why? I mean, I had all these things flowing. And then finally I looked and he said, what was, what was it what you wanted to ask me? And at that moment, I said, do I really love you? Mm. I didn't wonder if he was loving me, but do I really love? That's what came out of me in his vision. And just as I said that in the next moment, he didn't answer me, petted on my shoulder, looked at me and I couldn't even see the eyes, but it was this encounter. And in the next moment, I'm back in that room in Central Hall. I can still see the room. Judith is sitting there and I'm weeping, just tears coming over me. And I was like, wow, that was strange. That was weird. It's like, I, I normally do not, yeah, I never experienced something like that before. And then Judith Franklin said, yeah, I saw you. And you went up there and you went on this pathway and you sat on this bench and Jesus came in. And I'm like, how did you see that? I was like, how did you know? She says, I was up there with you. So I knew there was a traveling in the spirit, something I didn't have much experience with. And as a result of that, she said, and you will know that this encounter was real, that in the next five years, the world will know you as an apostle of love, as an ambassador of love. And I didn't even think much. I was like, yeah, that's wow. That's awesome. Thank you. I didn't even write it down or think. But probably six months later, I'm in the Middle East in a meeting with about 400 uh, imams and leaders, governmental leaders. And this guy who was the brother prime minister of this nation, an imam, came up to me. And he just stared at me. He said, you are an ambassador of love. And it suddenly hit me mm. that the account I have came in a seed format. So I went on this journey. I got to the Shia Muslim headquarters later on, and somebody came up. You're an ambassador of love. The granny mom started to call me ambassador of love. And without me saying anything about it, it's almost like heaven had said something. And now even the Muslim leadership started to see something I didn't see in myself. And it doesn't even exist in their language. There is nothing called an ambassador of love. So I just started to realize this is how heaven sees me. This is who I was before the foundation of the world. Wow. Now it was more, how do I represent the king right? How do I grow into this? How do I actually become what he says about me? Uh, because there's one thing to receive it. 
The other thing is to become it. So that started my journey to be intentional, learning about the culture of heaven, learning about the king that I represent, learning the language of heaven, and then learning how what love looks like, look, power, wisdom as an ambassador. So I intentionally started just to go to an ambassador training with heaven. And then as a result of that, in two years ago, the president of Pakistan, I received the International Peace Award as an ambassador of love. I have it right there behind me. And it was almost like the president of the Islamic Republic of Pakistan puts us an ambassador of love. And I've been there meeting where you have the ambassador of Germany, ambassador here and there of all these nations. And then we have the ambassador of love. And I realized everybody's looking at me in this strange room. People's like, what is ambassador of love? Which country does he represent? Are you a true ambassador? And these things, people start to ask me all these questions. So anyway, that's a, that's a little bit of my background of how, how this came about. But since then, this is part of our conversation today, I realized that it's not just that I was called to be an ambassador of love, but it is actually to raise up. And I realized that all the pain and the brokenness I see around the world, that heaven is actually looking and saying, do I have anyone that can represent heaven in that? And then to make earth look a little bit more like heaven. If that's divorce, if that's drug issues, if that's what's going on with the identity crisis, Washington, D.C., God is looking. So he says, Leif, I want you to raise up ambassadors of love that will represent me in the right way, that will know my language, but also understand the culture and having the wisdom of how to steward favor so they can get an uncommon favor with God and men. So I've been on a journey with some of my core people that have started to step into this. But what I've done intuitive, they say, Dad, could you do this intentional? So I've had more and more people that said, wow, we've been with you, including Mike Polinas was women in Pakistan, that but how does this look like for an ordinary person? So on the grassroots movement, we're all called to be that. But very few people are aware what that's looked like. They were not even aware that they are called to be an ambassador of love. And now as an ambassador of love, especially what's going on in the world, how do we actually grow into this so that we will steward heaven in the right way? So that's been part of the desire of my heart for a long time. But the gift of COVID-19 season that was one of the toughest mm-hmm. time gave me the margins to get clarity of what this looks like. Yeah. And something we talk about here is um, the ability to d- disciple entire nations. And this has a lot to do with what you're talking about. Um, you were sharing earlier that there's like people were asking you to be what you were doing intuitively to do intentionally. And you saw this happen in 2006 in the Philippines where there was a group of ordinary people who their context was very small at the time, these leaders in the Philippines, and you were intentional in relationship with them to train them on this. And we'll talk about it in a little bit, what that ambassador training looks like. Um, And they're now, it's a global movement that's coming out of the Philippines and they are also discipling nations. Can you share more about your experience in the Philippines of raising up these leaders and what they're doing now? Yeah, it was kind of a little accidental how this happened. I had just been in a treatment center in 2005, crash landed, was burned out. Uh, also had struggled with opiates for two years, and mainly because of all the surgeries that I had as I've been on the front line of battles for so long. So uh, the next five months, I went through both treatment, spiritually, emotionally, physically, in every area. And then uh, the first place I ministered, the main place was with Bill Johnson and Randy Clark at Hosanna Lutheran Church, where a group of Asian wanted to meet with me. Through that experience, uh, I was very, I had just come through my own brokenness and shared honestly about my brokenness. 
and there were some broken Asian people there and they came to me and they asked me to be a spiritual father. And I'm like, I'm just trying to learn to be a spiritual son. But the Holy Spirit dealt with me and says, Leif, I do want you to say yes. Make that story short. Uh, six months later, I ended up in the Philippines with some people I didn't know. They lived in poverty. They were broken down. They had been rejected. They didn't. And they had had a mentor before, but he rejected them because this leader didn't want to be around a bunch of losers. And I said no to a big event in America, to big meetings in America. And I travel across the world in my brokenness to meet 400 other broken people. And in that setting, as I got to know Paul and Almira Yado, meeting with their leaders, I started by giving their identity back, restoring their value and restoring the dream. So that started our journey. And it's been a long journey, about 16 years in that training. But then to be able to see how I brought Paul Yadav to Pakistan with me a year later, he's in India, changed the atmosphere. So it was more intuitive. I started to father this group of people, bring them back into life, helping each one of them to see themselves the way that God sees them, helping them to eventually see how valuable they are, that Jesus didn't die on the cross to make you valuable. He died on the cross because you are valuable. This is who you were before the foundation of the world, when you were predestined in love. So I was just believing in God that believed in these people, and I started to father them. But something started to happen. They started becoming alive. They started to change classroom. They started to change one with memorization. I think you have seen him. It's just incredible. You can fill up a room, and this person who was picking up trash, now he can memorize every single name that is watching this podcast, and he can say the names backwards, just brilliant mind. And all these brilliant potential that was in their life started to become alive because it takes a father to unlock the destiny in sons and daughters and a father's blessing. So that was part of my journey there. And they have had an opportunity. We've gone from Tanzania to all over the world together and the greatness that was in them. But then I realized it's going to even require more than that to be able to disciple nation, but also to see communities I'm not talking about just a nation that is part of my assignment, but I'm interested to see that the ordinary people can wake up in the morning with purpose and passion, that everyone have an ambassador's mandate. You either represent the king in a good way or in a bad way. But if you do not know that you represent the king, I can guarantee you that you will not live and love well. Yeah, I I love that so much. It's like as an ordinary person, you think, gosh, like ambassador of love, it's a big title. Like, am I called to be that? What does, what's the call of an ambassador of love? What does that lifestyle look like? You know, it's a lifestyle that's totally laid down for love. It's you are representing Christ to the world around you. So there's so many amazing blueprints for us in the Bible of putting on the character of Christ and um, ways to mirror him to the world around you. And we see that with the, the family in the Philippines. If you ever meet them, it's like you're being drenched in the father's love and they are, are entrusted with so much from heaven. Um, I really love that. And it's, it's something I want to move into as well is um, like this call to live as ambassador of love. How do I know that that's the call of my life? It's, it's every believer called to live that lifestyle. No doubt about it. Every single one of us uh, are supposed to go from orphans to sons and daughters. And when you're sons and daughters and belonging to the father, this father, he's not just a papa and this is the sweetness. He's also king and he owns it all. So the earth is the Lord and the fullness of it. So 
For me, it's very, very clear that every believer has a calling to be able to represent heaven on earth. It is the kingdom message. It is not just to get saved so that one day that you can get to heaven. The only reason God didn't take you home at the moment you were born again is for the very purpose that you are supposed to now represent him here. But to do that, you need to know him. You need to know his face. You need to know his voice. You need to know his character. You need to know his heart. To do that also, you have to eventually also get to know you, recognizing the things that is in our life that looks more like this wall than it looks like heaven. So this journey and the process, what we wanted to do now is to help the people to stepping into the equation, to start a journey to moving into maturity as sons and daughters so that we can become friends of God, eventually dream with God so that we can then become answers to some of the questions. So every problem we have here on earth has an answer in heaven. And God could do it himself. He is sovereign. And many times we pray and ask God to do it. And you wonder why God would you from Afghanistan right now to what's happening in our nation, what's happening all over the world with COVID. And we often wonder, God, how could you allow all of that to happen? And God is a good God. He does not want these things to happen. But part of the system that he has put in place is that he wants to delegate that to sons and daughters that represent him. But many times he's looking, do I have any ambassadors of love? I think one of my first examples of this was before I knew I was an ambassador of love. So what Judith saw and the encounter I had was just me getting awareness of what I've always been. I just didn't know it. But I was, I remember when Saddam Hussein, the situation was going on and the evil in Iraq and, and all the conflict. And then I heard the Lord says, Leif, Saddam Hussein is not the problem. And I thought, wow, this is the problem. He said, oh, no, that's not the problem. The problem, I don't have a Daniel. I don't have a Joseph. I don't have an Esther. It oh. is available, but it's been trained to going in and influence the influence like they did. And that hit me at that time. The same with Assad in Syria, what was going on. So I started to realize that with the Black Lives Matter, with George Floyd, every issue there, I just realized, and God is looking around. Is there anyone like the Isaiah 6 story that I feel is so phenomenal that that I think is probably the language that describes the very thing that we do from a biblical perspective? Because Isaiah as a prophet didn't know he was an ambassador of love. He saw himself as a prophet to say, what was them? Until eventually there was this shift going on, the same shift that we're seeing today, that is an invitation for us to step into it. And then when he realized, wow, he heard a conversation in heaven and he started to see himself the way that God saw him. Now he became an answer to the problem. Yeah, come on. I love that so much. That is the trumpeting call. Um, we're all called to be ambassadors of love, but God is, it's that Isaiah 6 call right now of who will go. Yeah. Um, and we have a really cool opportunity um, because you are crazy busy and your schedule is always so full. Um, we've been working really hard to figure out a way of how can we train ambassadors of love to go to the nations to influence the mountains. Um, and you've come up with this really cool masterclass idea of where even though you can't go to people, you, a way to gather people that you can personally coach. Um, this is something that we're looking for specific people to come in and join us on this journey. Um, and from this place, we want people to be sent out of this masterclass into the nations to influence um, whatever mountain it is, whether it's religion or government. Um, and we're going to spend 12 live weeks together Um on this journey of identity, of this journey of becoming an ambassador of love to the nations. Um, 
just to get some training and personal coaching from you, Paul and Verge. We're really excited about this, but I'd love for you to take a moment and share your heart of this resource that we're making available to people. Um, and then what exactly the experience is going to be like. Yeah, and I mean, part of this, people often are asking me, it was kind of interesting. I was with Dr. Randy Clark uh, yesterday, and I was doing two podcasts with him, so I encourage people to listen to those. But one of the questions I asked Randy, Randy, how do you, with your busy schedule, disciple people? How do you raise up sons and daughters? How do you reproduce yourself? Because Billy Graham, he said something, and with all of the ministry, if he could have done it differently, I heard he says before he died that I would have invested myself in 12 people. And then sometimes I'm asking, who is my 12? And the blessing for me in all these years is I've taken a lot of time to develop the John, the Peter, James, John, the 12, etc. And Jesus has 72, and then he had multitudes. And like myself, I have multitudes. I have a long list of people on Facebook, long list of people on Instagram. There's probably a thousand, two thousand people listening to this within a week or two. So there's multitudes around me. And then people are texting me or they're calling me or on different levels. It's like, hey, we want to see you. Can I come and see you? And they text me to find you too. (laughs) And you're kind of the one that is standing there trying to figure out who do we let into the next circle? Because you cannot, and Jesus could not invest the same time. He could spend a little bit of time with the multitudes, but he wanted to invest in someone. But sometimes you do not know who they are. So among the multitudes, I'm just inviting, I said, I would like a group a little bit closer uh, in the sense of eventually I can't get married to everybody, but I can get on a date with a group a little bit closer of people that are out there. And what I mean with that is just some people are reading my books, some people are listening to me, but I want one group closer. So out of that group, when I need 12 people in Cuba to help me to pray for the sick, or I need somebody to go with me to the Philippines, or we have situation now when the refugees are coming from Afghanistan, I would like to have a pool of people. And I felt in my spirit, I started to pray, if I had 400 ambassadors of love right now this year, before this year is over, in training, they don't need to be perfected, but they have started a journey with me. That was part of, I need 400. So I was like, where do I look? Do I put it on Facebook? Hey, I'm looking for, but but they don't have any training. And even right now, I have one of my key people. He's one of my assistants. He said, I go to Afghanistan for you. Somebody else, I will be there on the border to help the people coming in. Other ones, I will help to get the refugee. But again, I don't know. Are you full of love? Are you full of power? Are you full of wisdom? Do you know the difference between love, power, and wisdom? How do they become one? So I'm just starting to think. So I realized that this has been for a long period of time that my heart would be I would like to be on a journey with people. It's like if I had my own church, my own community of the people that I get to invest in. I don't want to spend more, but I feel the time that I have, uh, all the things that God has done in my life and all the amazing relationship has given to me that has added value in my life as Papa Jack was gone. And when Papa Jack died, I actually have his ashes right here with me in the front of me of him. And I carry him with me. But Papa Jack was a father of fathers. And people say, Leif, you're going to be a father of fathers. But who are those fathers? First, a lot of them or mothers. It's not the gender. But I realize I do not know who all of those are. I don't know who's going to change nations. I don't know who's going to change cities. I know that all I can do is to be that mailman. I will deliver packages. God, you are the one that chooses which gift. And I don't know who they are. 
I don't know who I'm supposed to give it to. So if I am bringing the people to me to go through this training, you're going to show me who we need to invest in. You will point out who is called for nation, who is called for city, who is called for the media, who is called to solve drug issue, who will be different ambassadors of love that can represent heaven. And then we can take them deeper and deeper, eventually come here to Atlanta, spending time together. But I cannot do that with everyone because I will maybe waste my time. And many of those people are coming in or maybe called to do other things. It's not pop, but I don't know who they are. So I knew this was God's invitation for me. He says, I want you to take the trumpet and blow it out so the people can hear your voice and say, I'm looking for 400 ambassador of love. And people out there, I don't know if I have the time. I don't know if I have the money. I don't know if that's me. Well, you maybe have to take a step of faith and just look at the promo videos that we have. Look at this and hear my voice and this, what this is. And the 12 week journey that we will have together. There I have an opportunity. So we have a weekly teaching. Then there will be some question and answering time. Then there will be this heart to heart that we will have. Then we will have some encounters together. And there will be community that we want to build around it with accountability. And during those 12 weeks of pouring into those people, I do believe that there's certain people, everybody is called, but few will be chosen. Out of that, there are people being chosen that God needs right now to be able to represent heaven on earth just like Isaiah, they will say, here am I, send me. But they have seen the Lord high and lifted up. They've seen the train of his temple fill the road. They've had a cold of fire touching their lips. They're hearing the conversation of heaven and they're making himself available for what God is doing and for what God is blessing for such a time as this. Yes. Amen. I want to be a part of it. I am going to be a part of it. I'm so excited. It is, the, I think the, the most incredible aspect of this whole opportunity is the live journey part of it is we really are going to go through personal coaching and teaching with you and leaders that you trust um, so that you can replicate your life. So all of the hard lessons you've learned, you're going to make it very easy for us to learn. So we don't have to also walk through and make a lot of the mistakes that you made. Um, There's a, it's just like the process of us saying yes and investing in our own journey in this way is it becomes a seed in our life that we get to learn how to steward. That's eventually going to become glory outpouring in our lives and the lives around us. Um, that's just the part of your own journey. Like if you were on a health journey, you, there's a cost to it, right? You have to invest in it. You have to choose to eat the right things, whether you pay for a gym membership. So, um, I would really, really, really encourage you all to pray about this opportunity to watch the video, to see if this is for you. We are looking again, Leif's out here looking for 400 people who will go through this, um, that God can launch the nation. So, yep, I have the link in the bio. Go ahead, Leif. Yeah, I'm just saying that a little of the urgency here, I I encourage people to postpone their procrastinations. And what I am challenging people to do even now that sometimes, including myself, I've said yes to several things like Dr. Randy Clark has invited me in for a doctoral program. I've tried for 11 years, mainly just, but every single time something obstacles happen and this door came again and I'm like, I don't need another full-time thing. I already have three other full-time. But I just said yes. And now the grace is coming in. The resources the resources are coming in. So I feel for some people, that's not for everyone, but for some of you that are on the fence, I need to know all these different things. This is a part-time journey. Most of it you can do on your own time, but you do with community. So I'm just challenging people. This is the founders group. 
And I get to be part of the founders group of what Global Awakening is doing with Dr. Randy Clark. And you get to be the founders group of this. There will be another thousand people we will start with in January. This is the first 400. So I'm saying that to people that know me, know my voice, they know my journey, and just recognizing, uh, even if you're part of a school of ministry, if you're a housewife, or you're perhaps full-time pastor, businessman, wherever you're at in life. So this is not kind of a, I'm just a missionary, it's just... Pakistan or the Muslim world. Now, this is, I'm doing this as a calling for people that in this season that wants to be like Isaiah to say, here am I, send me. So I will challenge you to just, when we give this, listen to it, watch it. I am not manipulating, but I want you to hear my voice. If you're not sure, you don't have it to have been written on the wall. Sometimes God just says, say yes, unless I say no. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing with a lot of things in this season. I'm saying yes unless you, God says, don't do it. So what if God tells you not to do it, don't do it. But if not, pursue this, look at it, take another step further. And I can't wait to see who those 400 is going to be. And we're going to have a lot of fun together. There's going to be a lot of freedom together. And for the people that are not signing up for this, we also have a beautiful five days challenge. If you're wondering about that, we're also going to make available. So just... Uh, do that today for me. If you are not sure about it, just take that step of faith. And you pay said, what is this going to cost? It's $250. But now what I'm doing is for anyone that signs up of the $250 that signs up, right now we're going to give half of that towards Afghanistan, helping a family. So while you're going through this, you're also helping a family. So we, I, I felt that of the people now that are pre-signing, because we are starting this movement, loving Afghans on purpose. And this is going to be the seeds towards helping some of the refugees as they are having an encounter with Jesus. So you're also part of that in this journey. So there will be a double, double for your trouble. Join and then also make a difference for Afghanistan in this season. Yes, we are so excited about this opportunity. Please reach out if you have any questions. You can email hello at lifehetland.com. We have the link in the bio too for the masterclass promo and the um, opt-in opportunity for you. We want you to be a part of this community. It's going to be so epic. I'm looking forward to it, Leif. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. And friends, keep a keep an eye out on Leif's social media space and his email list. We have some really cool additional opportunities and some really great project updates of what Global Mission Awareness is doing in the nations. Even as the world is in turmoil, the revival is still breaking out in Cuba. It's still moving in the Philippines. It's still happening in Pakistan and in Afghanistan. And we are so grateful to be a part of that. We love you all. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks, Leif. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.